1: Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome to Front Office Features. My name is Rob Crane and I am here, as always, with
2: the one, the only Chris Felente. What's up, buddy? We're such dorks. Yeah, no, it's. What makes us, us? (laughs) Just idiots. But anyway, uh, I welcome
1: uh, our great listeners of the first time show. we are like, what the hell am I getting myself into? Buckle Um, up,
2: baby. Buckle up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Worst Pearl Jam song maybe ever is Buckle Up. Buckle up. Lullaby. It is a lullaby. It's a lullaby. Uh, I was listening to that album again. Uh, Dance of the Clairvoyance is starting to like be okay with me it's weird but i kind of like it
2: i'm i am if you dive
1: in if you dive in occasionally you like dive in and like whoop let me see her dance and you go uh yeah all right all right it's weird it's weird but as long as you acknowledge the weirdness and you go it's weird but it like i can be cool with weird for three minutes
2: uh i am counting down the days till so we can go to a pearl jam concert I need a concert. I need a Pearl Jam concert. Every time I go for like a run and a Pearl Jam song comes on, I get like fired up that I'm, we're that much closer to going back to a concert. Like I, I'm very, very much excited to step foot into a concert in a venue like that again.
1: I will say one of the things that we're working on at Polar Park is the special events business and it's like a business right it's the, you know the old days of you know minor league baseball teams hell i mean major league baseball teams letting their stadiums and ballparks sit idle um, during the off season is dead yeah. right you just can't can't do it which kind of started at fenway park fenway's done the best job of it cuz they always say like what are you going to do i get this question all the time from like fans and partners and stuff what are you going to do when you know there's no baseball games i said look at fenway fenway's in a Perfect example of what we're trying to do, right? From frozen Fenway to, uh, you know, hockey to football to, you know, whatever else. So one of the things that we did in Pawtucket that we're looking, I guess I'm kind of spilling the beans, but I don't care, um, that we're looking to do, not confirmed, looking to do, is um, is it what's this thing called Nitro Circus? Have you ever heard of Nitro Circus?
2: No. Is it like Circus you know, like, Light?
1: No, it is... Uh, like the motocross, it's like X Games. X Games, like motocross, that they have the big ramps and flip, yep. and they do it on the field. And they have this, like, crazy, like, um, like I don't know, like flooring that comes in, and the motorcycles dr- and dr- can drive on it. They can – and I'm not – that's not, like, my thing, right? Like, that's – you know, X Games isn't really my thing. But, like, seeing those guys do, like, backflips and stuff on – uh, on motorcycles and they c- come down in like the little razor scooters and do them it's it's
2: pretty awesome <laughs> pretty awesome. it's pretty
1: awesome so we're like trying to get that at polar park and they're like crazy it's cool
2: is that this year
1: yeah so like you know maybe in uh, love you know in the fall
2: yeah yeah no fenway fenway i mean look we've had Big Air, which was like a ski slope off of the Green Monster. We've had yeah. Red Bull Crashed Ice, which is roller derby on skates going down hills. We've had two
1: pearl two Pearl Jam concerts.
2: More than no, I think more than that. Well, it's
1: four concerts, but two trips.
2: Yes, and then uh, I mean, t- ten endless amounts of shows for concerts. The Winter Classic, Frozen Fenway. We're talking. I don't think that works. So
1: I tried in Scranton to do. Like, uh, so here, this was my big idea that failed miserably, that didn't fail miserably, but never got off the ground. They have the AHL Wilkes-Barre, uh, AAA, Penguins. They do. Uh, and great guys who run that team. And so one of the things that we tried to do was, um, how cool would it be to have the AHL All-Star game outside at a minor league park? It would be sick, right? The things probably happen in February, and it would be great. But the one thing that the big leagues can do or you know football stadiums can do bringing in sheets of ice and the damage that it would do to your field it's plus expensive. the refrigeration plus building is like hundreds of thousands of dollars.
2: Yeah, I think it's about a half million dollars every time we tear up our field cuz you have not replace it.
1: Right. So not only that so you got let's so just call it a half million dollars cuz the math is easy. You have to but you have 37,000 tickets that you can then go sell to make up for the half million dollars, right? You can do that pretty, not pretty easily, but the math works. Yes. But when you only have, in our case, 90, just call it 10,000 tickets, to get the cover, just the cost of the ice at 500 grand is nearly impossible, let alone the cost of all your employees, the cost of everything else it takes to run a facility in the wintertime. The math just doesn't work. You'd have to charge like $400 a ticket. It's (laughs) like, no, I mean, no one's going to do that. right? right? So so I always wonder if someone could come in and be like, I have a free, so we never did it, obviously. If I have a free sheet of ice for you, we can make it work. But also what didn't work too is like um, the, you could then go sell like ice time to like local high schools and local uh, you know, squirt and bantam and all those type teams. And you could sell ice time for an hour or two, but there's none of those. That's not as big of a deal in Scranton, Pennsylvania. So we, the math just Never worked out. We had a, we had a math, we had a great idea, but we had a math problem.
2: Yeah, no, those aren't what your specialty are. <laughs> so it's a good thing you, I,
1: I just, but I, I find the P and L's of those special events. Uh, incredibly interesting. Like when p and L like profit and loss. And so it's like, you have the top of like, how are you going to build your revenue? Then underneath that expensive. And then what are you going to net? I just find the building of those, uh, you know, tweak here, tweak there. Do we need 12 ushers? Do we need eight ushers? Like how
2: does that, I don't know. I just find that. I find it interesting. Because we have a whole special events. It's like a little mini business. Yeah. We have a whole special events department at Fenway who's responsible for literally coming up with these different ideas to program Fenway park. Which is why we're having the bowl game, right? Because like we, we partnered with the ESPN. When is it? December. So it'll be our first ever bowl game. It won't be our first ever football game, but it's our first ever bowl game. And that department is responsible for going out and securing those rights, working with the conferences, the p and right? Because we've got to tear up the field, put down a football field. You've got to make enough money. All that type
0: of thing. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff. And it affects everything.
1: Oh, sorry about that technical difficulty. Uh, (laughs) Technical difficulty is idiocy. So I don't know if I... uh, So I have my little AirPods, right? But I uh, have a little case and I get fidgety, right? So sometimes during the podcast, you can hear me like playing with like
2: stuff like this. yeah,
1: Yeah. And that's just me being fidgety. Or sometimes you'll hear me like clicking the pen, like... Right? So I got fidgety and... I was playing with my AirPods case and like opening and, it, opening and closing it, opening and closing it, opening and closing it, opening and closing it, opening it. And then it connected to my computer and then totally screwed up like the so inputs and outputs. Anything. I couldn't hear, I couldn't talk, couldn't do nothing. So you know I was what like.
2: The only thing that drives me crazy is in the car. Where right. It, it sweeps just back and forth between Bluetooth and my AirPods. I'm like, uh, no, I'm on. <laughs> I want to be on AirPods, and now it's on the car, and you're like hitting handset, and it's like, oh yeah, no. These are
1: what you call Chris, uh, first world problems, big time, big time, big first world.
2: time, first world problems, first world also problems, probably dumb, dumb assery problems. Like, yes, I, I got, I got that. So
1: I'm like, I've got the little AirPod thing that over here. I'm gonna like. Throw it behind me because yeah,
2: play with uh, something I, else. Oh, I actually, you know, what's funny is I, I play with my AirPod thing too. All the time. I'm always like flipping it up and down when I'm on a call, and I'm like, this is gonna disconnect me, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that's what exactly happened. So yeah. Anyway, we were talking about hockey and outside special
2: and- events. Yeah, well, our special events department at Fenway responsible. That's where the bowl games coming in. Everything that they do is about figuring out how to monetize Fenway Park and keep it a year-round destination. Right? They don't handle the concerts. That's handled by a different group. Specifically with Live Nation that'll work with our new music hall, but it is a lucrative business uh, if done right, and we've kind of paved the way, going all the way back to 2003 with the first ever concert with Springsteen um, at Fenway Park. So were you
1: there for that one?
2: I was. I think we talked about. We like, worked. Yeah, you, know, you I, were. We worked. I was at UMass. No, I was at oh, UMass. Cause yeah, UMass.
1: was like forever ago.
2: Yeah, so 2003. I went to the and I was like, oh, I'm a Jersey guy. I have to go to this concert. I wore my Yankee hat uh, as a Yankee fan. <laughs> To Fenway Park, and was threatened to be beaten up. You didn't tell me this you many did. times, but um, yeah, I actually have another Springsteen story, but I can't probably share it right now. I probably, I probably would be sharing not public information about some news that I'm not allowed to share. But I'll, oh, we can talk about it when that news gets shared. So hey, it's, wh- not fe- it's not Fenway related, so I'm not doing anything. Got right
1: it. Off. When does the music hall open?
2: Labor Day of '22. Got it.
1: How far along is it? I feel like if cool. I w-
2: you can you can see it above. It's above the ballpark now. You can see like the roof, the building. Um, it's it's pretty cool. So the way like so Fenway Music Co. is now officially formed that company, which is our now a music division, which now will take full control of that music hall as well as the House of Blues across the street. Wow.
1: Have you ever, I've never been to the House of Blues.
2: It's cool. It's small. It's like a twenty. It's like a 2,100 capacity, and then there's the the foundation room as well, which is the VIP section attached to it. It's the it's the most, it's the busiest house of blues in the world.
1: In the world, and how many yeah. house of blues are there? A
2: lot, a lot. There's a lot around the world. Like there's there's ones in like all these. It's pretty much major cities have a house of blues. Um, it's a Live Nation owned facility. I hear there's Eddie's
1: one sometimes. Like if they have the day. They have two shows at Fenway. That sometimes, like the day between, he'll like go to the House of Blues and just like.
2: Well, now I'm hoping. I'm hoping because of the Sam connection, the Theo connection, that he opens up the Music Hall. Um, that's my that's my hope. Is that, like the first act at MGM Music Hall at Fenway Park will be Eddie. Um, we'll see.
1: F-ing A, man, that would be.
2: I told you the Elise the the Theo's assistant slash not assistant foundation head of yeah, foundation. It was
1: tex- you were texting with her. texting
2: with Theo. Like she now with the, um with no. Eddie, I'm like with Eddie, I'm like, no, that's not like this is this is why we're friends. That's like, La La Land. Yeah, like this is why we're friends. Um but yeah, no, special events, you guys will find that it's a really different business, but I feel like a minor league organization would be better at it because you guys are just way more outside the box thinkers that you'll probably use that ballpark for so many different things.
1: Yeah, I I do too. I also have seen more and more people interested in their jobs in special events, like non game days. I feel like that has been more popular. I always would joke. It was like, I could post a community relations job and I would be, have even, you know, well before pre COVID, those were always the most popular ones. And then it became like uh Community Relations is good, and then it's like, if you put anything that said social media in the title,
2: oh, there was like
1: a billion of them. Yeah. Right? All right. I can tweet for you. I can tweet.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you have, you you bring up a good topic. And I've, this has been on my mind. I feel like <clears throat> the reason for this podcast, excuse me, I'm drinking beer for the first time in a while. Um, and we we've set out originally, and I, I had a great Great discussion today with your former intern, right, Allie?
1: Oh, no, she never became an intern. Oh, that's right. She was the one, I think, I don't know, maybe 10 podcasts ago.
2: The one that got away. The one
1: that got away. She was awesome. Springfield College, uh, senior basketball player. She's awesome.
2: So I talked to Allie today. Hi, Allie. I know you're you're listening. Um, And I've been talking to a lot of folks lately because jobs are picking up. We talked about people reaching out again. I think we need to have a little bit of a refresher. And this isn't <laughs> – this is absolutely no – This is not reflective of our conversation. Ali, you
1: suck so much that we had to do a whole podcast about
2: that. No, it's been on my mind. Um, <laughs> kidding, kidding, kidding. And I'm kidding. Not your, infor- not your informational interview preparation, but your, your interview preparation for your sports job. The separators, her and I were talking about this because she was asking actually very good, poignant questions, which I appreciated, and she was very, very well prepared great notes and, and great questions that made me think and challenged me versus this the prototypical, like what kind of talent. questions did she ask? Um, like really ones that made me like think and had to like answer what, like what is you've obviously had a successful career. She's like, you've done this. Like, what are you still hoping to accomplish in your career? i like, Oh, that's, that's interesting. Um, and then asking me, about, well, how did you answer that? I'm interested in the answer. So I, I and I, I had to preface this as not sounding, and this is going to sound kind of, I don't want to say conceited, but I've always said- I'll like, be now, the judge say, of that. No, like <laughs> I'm very, very lucky. I'm very lucky. I'm very fortunate that if someone told me tomorrow, I could no longer do this. I would be able to look back and say, I fulfilled, I mean, I worked for two of my favorite teams growing up the Giants and the Devils. I ran a franchise. I moved a franchise. I started a franchise. I've won two World Series. I worked for an upstart company that launched into now the biggest sports betting company in the country as the 105th employee there. I worked in media. I worked for Fenway. Like, I'm not, and I said this, I'm not really chasing anything at this point. Like, I just don't, like, I've come to terms with, like, I'm not, I'm not like I wouldn't say like I'm I'm content, and I'm fulfilled, but I, if someone told me tomorrow like it's over, I wouldn't be like, Oh, I wish I got to do XYZ. That. Right. Like I like could you tell me like if you told me tomorrow like I was gonna be president of a team, of course I would want that. But like if that doesn't happen, I'm not gonna look at my career and be like, Oh, I failed. Right? Like I just Right. I've been very and like I look at this and I'm very self-reflective on this. That sounds kind of like cocky douchey to say after 18 years i wouldn't say that it's douchey
1: no i've said some douchey stuff on this podcast but
2: like i just i i don't feel like i'm I, i said if you asked me that question 10 years ago i would have had a much different answer but i love i love where i live uh i love my organization i love the people i work with i get to do some really like i had a really cool call today like a really cool call today um with some people that i don't belong talking to um in any normal circumstances. And I, like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I'm not, I'm not chasing the title at all. Like I cared more about that when I was younger. My title right now means nothing. I have the same responsibilities as the SVPs. Like I'm, that doesn't matter. And I get to do stuff like this because of who I work for and I'm afforded the, the flexibility. And yeah, I, I don't, I wouldn't say like if, if I don't accomplish xyz i would look back and be like oh it didn't it was all for naught right like yeah i'm pretty lucky and i i mean i think about your career too like, ali
1: good were... question she uh she got you deep but she that's did. also a good like that's those are good questions instead of like tell me about how did you get to your position oh jesus christ tell me about your day-to-day
2: well the thing the, the best questions get the other person talking yeah. Right? It's the same thing as like when you're interviewing, when we do interviews, like a good question is a short, quick an- a question that gets the other person to just go. Tell me about your day-to-day. I'm on the freaking, Z- I'm on
1: Zoom all day. That's my day-to-day.
2: Yeah. And then she, uh, she asked a couple other good ones too that um, had me again just talking. And that's what you want in an informational interview is you want the other person giving you information, right? So this well, isn't, <laughs> again... Going back to what I was saying originally, this is a no reflection of Allie's questions or our co- discussion, but she was asking questions about setting herself up for success when she gets to a full-time interview position. Yeah, is these are good Springfield College, you know, grads. No, cause she, grads. Ha- she she asked me the question about grad school um, and weighing that. And and you told master. her to go to
1: San Diego State's S MBA. So SDSU backslash. In a way, I did,
2: in a way, I did because I said, "Look, here's here's how I would view." Being that you went to Springfield College and you got your sports management degree already in a in a very prominent school with a great alumni base, just to go get your master's in sports management, you're essentially then just buying the network. I don't think you're going to learn anything different or much more about the industry in that master's program because you already went to a really renowned sports management program. If you get your MBA, I'd say that would be much more of a a choice that's going to make you more well-rounded, whether it be in sports or not, that would apply to a lot more different things and get you more ro- to be able to apply to different roles in the sports industry versus just a master's in sports management. Yeah. Right. I think master's in sports management are for people who probably didn't do undergrad sports management. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Or they just like, or it's a very good marketing tool.
2: Yeah. But like, by the I, college. I, But I said that like, the, SM,
1: the SMBA the sports I, MBA makes sense, right? If I was like a business totally major and then went to uh, sports and then got my sports MBA, pretty cool.
2: Even sports management into MB like sports MBA with San. That's why like San Diego State is great. Like they literally are teaching you a much broader way to look at business versus just
1: yeah, right. They look at the sports, sports business of it, not the sports theory. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah. No. And I, like. I don't look at a resume and see a master's in sports management and think that person knows anything more than someone who has an undergrad sports management. Yeah, MBA I, different story. MBA, I'm like, okay, this person probably knows finance, analytics, data. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah, just,
1: I see what you're saying.
2: I see what you're saying. Just, yeah, and instead
1: they took sports law. They took sports law too.
2: Right, and I was like, honestly, unfortunately, you're going to get the same pay no matter what when you first start in this business. So you got to be really sure of that investment to go to the secondary college. Um, and not just do it to check a box because you couldn't get a job or anything. Digress. Let's talk about because there are so many jobs out there. There's so many more coming online. There's a bunch. Every day it's fired back up. You're hiring. There's. I've actually in the past couple of weeks seen our internal postings for group sales.
1: I saw. Yeah, I saw. It, uh, uh, uh,
2: I did see that Red Sox group sales position. Red Sox group sales. But that's gonna Does get that work for Cometa? No, it works for Carl. The Mets, the more of the season, season tickets. tickets.
1: Um, Carl Greiner, right? Greiner. Yeah, I've, uh, I've, we've bought tickets from him. Uh, the team does. We used to do a package that included a Red Sox pack, Red Sox game. Wait, you have to buy tickets? Well, when we bought like four hundred of them, yes.
2: Oh got it, got it. Yeah, it okay. was,
1: it was part of a season ticket. Got it, everyone it get a, a
2: ticket to a game. Got it. T-
1: yeah. It was like, yeah, here's a package for a hundred dollars, and you get two uh, at the time Paw Sox tickets and a
2: Red Sox ticket, right? So let's go in the way back machine to why this all started, which we were just talking about, is to prepare people to enter in this crazy world. And the way to do that is to set yourself apart from the, the resume, the, 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 the diploma, doing one or two internships. Like, How are you going to set yourself apart when it comes to time to apply for that full-time role? And that's what this, the point of this podcast
1: is. Get yourself out of like, the
2: teamwork list. Oh, I applied for the job.
1: Do you think that matters?
2: (laughs) No, it doesn't because you're just now in a pile. You're in a pile. It's exactly what I told uh, Allie today. Get yourself out of the pile. Right. People think that they've
1: done a good job. Well, I applied for 12 jobs today. You didn't do shit. I could apply to be uh, a doctor at a a hospital. And I would have the same... UMass Memorial, they just announced their great partnership with us. And I just toured their CEO around today. Um, anyway, I could apply to go be a doctor at UMass Memorial, and that you would have the same chance of getting that job as a ticket sales guy or gal than I do as becoming a brain surgeon.
2: <laughs> no, I think, no, actually the other one's way more plausible, but. <laughs> <laughs> but you get my point. No, and, but it's, here, here's the thing.
1: It'd be an awful surgeon. Like, I don't have that, like, fine motor skill stuff. I would just, like, hack people apart. It would be bad.
2: It's not, I don't think it would be my motor skills. I think it would be my patience level. Yeah, we sell stuff because it fits our personal. Close enough, right? (laughs) Yeah, close enough. Looks good. Can't negotiate. You can't
1: can't negotiate that. It was like, Ooh, uh,
0: is that,
2: is that, ew, did you need that organ or that artery? Was that important? Was Sorry. That one, was, that was, was, that important? Yeah, like, were you good at the game operation growing up?
1: Uh, not that, like, what was it? The funny bone that all we got to that was a really small yeah. one. Bzzz, bzzz. Yeah, no, yeah. I kind of, I wasn't, I
2: wasn't great. Yeah, it's the patience. Though. I just don't have patience for that. Like, I have pretty good patience, but for certain things, i was just like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, cut of open. <laughs> <laughs> anyways hack his arm off. It's the, here's, what's going to separate you is your understanding of our business. The answer you give to why you want this job, why you're qualified, which we're going to dive into here. The story you have to tell, what the hell did you do during your time during this pandemic? What were you, what were you, who were you talking to? Who were you networking with? What content were you producing? What social media stuff were you putting out there on the stratosphere for everyone to, to, to consume? What is your story that's going to get you out of that damn pile? What network have you built up? to help you not just be the resume in the pile that's going to get you to the front of the line. You've talked about it. When you had those jobs open, who did you interview first? Oh, the people who uh,
1: were friends of somebody that reached out. Not friends, but colleagues and friends of mine that would reach out. That's who I absolutely talked to first. The course. guy who we hired was a college... He went to, He played baseball at, um, at uh, Nichols. And how he got out of the pile was my college baseball teammate, Tim Mayo, who's now the head coach of Nichols, goes, I got a great kid who can sell. And I was like, Yeah, send him my way.
2: And now he's hired.
1: And now he's hired. Right? Obviously there was a thousand different steps that he had to go and you know that my that's buddy Mayo thing, wasn't just full shit, but that's how he got out of the pile, right? He got out of the pile because he knew there was a connection between his head baseball coach and me, my old throwing
2: partner. Well, the and that's the delineation I tried and I was again going back Ali's gonna be a star of this podcast the getting out of the pile is half is just a quarter of the battle not even half the battle right oh, you, you basically got into the, you got into the lineup correct and now you have to produce while you have that opportunity otherwise you're gonna get benched and put back into that pile or sent back down to AAA. Mm-hmm. so getting your getting your shot is 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 just a fraction of the, the process when you're up to bat, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna be the team player that's gonna like always try and get the runner over, or are you gonna be the person who's like how swinging many, for the fences? How many baseball punts are you gonna use? I'm I'm literally because I I'm I'm all in on this Red Sox team right now because it's <laughs> like it's fun to watch baseball again when a team plays like the way they're playing. Get I mean, them on YouTube TV. Nesson lost YouTube TV. So uh, no no comment on the in, internal workings of Fenway Sports Group and their negotiations <laughs> with YouTube. <laughs> I have no comment on the nesson, on nesson ever, because um, I, yeah. I might lose, I might lose my job. Don't um, do that. So, okay, let's talk about the things that are going to separate you. When you come into an interview, and you have a chance, you've done all the hard work. You've separated yourself from the pile. You're up to bat. Again, another pun. Whatever. you you're, you're, you'll be under center to take a snap. Whatever the hell pun we want to use. You need to bring it. And I. when I say bring it, I mean passion. I mean energy. I mean just absolute upbeat enthusiasm to show this is going to make you so happy and we're going to be so happy to work with you every day versus the mundane <clears throat> answer a question, ask a question, give a rhetorical, keep going through the process, check the box. By the way, remind me about the check the box thing. Um like a my question for you. uh and it's it's like no you want to work in fucking sports yeah and if that doesn't get you fired up to be sitting in front of a team a league a brand or whatever to make you just want to run through a wall because that's your opportunity you've you've done the internships you've gone to college you've spent all the money you got your sports mba from san diego state now you're sitting there go for it don't hold back don't be like ridiculous but like Express that we can feel that this you understand what we do and what do we do, Rob? What do we do? What do we, what, what do we do? We don't just work in sports. What do we do for a living? What's the difference between what we really do compared to the real world?
1: The real world is I don't have to sell insurance and just be well, like yes. boring. I mean, uh, uh, what we do is we sell, you know, kind of we sell nine. We sell, you know, every the corny one is you sell memories, right? So you sell these types of things, and you're able to. Um, to, to put that in place. is just different, right? Selling a sports product, not even selling a sports thing, just take a finance job, right? Like you just deal with different things. You deal with more interesting, at least in my opinion, interesting things, right? And there's only a handful of these things available and you've got to, you know, show, and there's a billion people trying to get it, right? So like there was tell the people what you did during COVID. tell the people that yeah i took there was some guy i think it was nesbitt uh one of the guys we hired like i took a sales class on linkedin uh, hmm, right i took a how to linkedin does like the linkedin i don't know uh, universities or something like that but anyway that tells you how to network on linkedin they uh, sponsor United. That's one guy that we need to get on here. We talked about that a little bit. Mr. Bobby? Yeah, Bob. Uh, and he was like, I was one of their scouts, right? And their scouts go around to the different things and, you know, see who's advertising where. Great idea. Bob, genius idea. Um, and they have that and th- they showed extra effort. The people that the people that lose it, right, they might get in because, you know, you're a buddy of mine or whatever. Um and they, uh, they, they just ask like they don't ask any questions. They tell a horrible story, like a boring story. You know what I mean? Not a horrible story. Everyone's story is <laughs> good, but like a boring story. And uh, I don't, you know, if you gotta if you, bring your A game, bring. And I say bring your A game. I think it is also not, you know, there's also the loud, obnoxious guy that I can't stand or gal. Um, that I can't stand where they just think like they're you know God's gift, and so I think it's a showing of passion that you're the person to be able to do this, but you're also humble, you know willing to learn the I don't like when the person comes in and like has all the answers to the questions and you know uh does that make sense like i totally no yeah th- I want someone to be. Be like, no, I want to be able to learn. I want to be able to grow, and I think that you're, you know, these, you know, this organization can help me learn and grow. Uh, and here's why: um, I like humbleness. Maybe that's just a me. Uh, that's a me thing. But I like humbleness. And I don't. And I, uh, I like confidence. I don't like arrogance.
2: So yes, confidence versus arrogance is key. Humbleness is. I think, along the lines of being coachable, right? yep. like open to being able to, to learn, to grow. But to your point of like understanding what we do and how it's different than selling insurance, the, the, it's a, it's a really, it's a, it's like a privilege. It's an honor to be able to have the power that, that comes with the opportunity to work in this industry because you are given the keys to change people's lives for the better. The, 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 the infliction you can have on someone's memories day life by the power of sports, it's an emotional thing, right? It's It's... an emotional connection to like leaving Pawtucket for people hurt, right? It down to the, down to the core of people. Like it hurts and the people of Worcester are fired up. Like, but those type of things, like if a company leaves an area. Most people don't get that worked up, right? Like, oh, okay, that company's gone. The store closed. I like that store. No big A team, a sport, that's a part of the fabric of the community. We as just a society, as a world, love sports. And it unites us. It brings us together. You working in this industry, when you can come to an interview with that answer and understanding of what we do for a living, that it's not just sales, it's not just finance, it's not just marketing, it's not just social media... You're literally the voice and the for millions of people. And that is a really cool thing. And if you can comprehend that and convey that you understand that responsibility to your hiring manager when you're sitting down, you want to separate yourself from the pack? That will do it immediately. Yeah. Because the standard I love the team, I watched it, I grew up watching it. Like get okay, great. Blah blah. Again, we talked about it, chef, food. No, that's not the, that's not the requirement here. The requirement is: Do you understand what your day to day is going to be like, and the responsibility that comes along with that?
1: I also think it's understanding the role that you're about to apply for. Too, I've I've had a couple of these things right, and we're looking for what I call, um, what do I? We're looking for I call them full time part times, right? They're basically forty hour a week, but you pay them by the hour, right? So they're full time part times and you start talking to these folks and you're like what do you want to do? And how do you want to do it? And I remember I'm probably this is for like a ticket sales thing. Ah, photography? What? <laughs> oh, I I'm 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 really into like you know the 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 marketing side of this. What about sales? What do you know, this is a sales position. Yeah, I got the foot in the door comment the other day.
2: Oh, no. And I, I was like, I'm those, trying to... I keep getting those again. I'm like, no! Like, I'm
1: trying to get you sales to be, get my foot in the door. And I'm going to myself. And I, I said to the guy, I was like, I need someone who is passionate about selling. Even if you're trying to get your foot in the door, you've got to be passionate about what you're trying to do, not passionate about going finding something else. Because as soon as you get in the door, you're going to be looking at the marketing team or you're going to go look at um i don't know the photographer in one case and um
2: then you're gonna not like be why a good salesperson yeah it's just look why even apply for this stuff because it's got no you know why because they're not listening to this podcast and they're getting bad advice it's clear oh. as day but there's still the advice out there is just get your, get your, foot, in just get your foot in the door sell tickets get your foot in the door sell tickets yeah. you'll get you'll make some friends you'll network like I don't know how many more times I have to say this. Shout it from the rooftop, Chris Valente. If you come into sales and you crush it, and for the next three years you're killing it, and then a marketing job opens, and you go to apply for said marketing job, and they're going to be like, well, we're going to cut your pay in half, but mind you, so that's number one. Number two, You've done no marketing in the last three years. You've been in sales. What makes you qualified for this marketing job? Yeah, I don't get it. And I just... What other... What what, what, okay, let's, let's back up. What other industry has the same mentality of just get your foot in the door and then you'll be on your way to do whatever... I'm other be a you Google, do I want to be a, a Google years.
1: coder, right? You know, I'm going to go code at Google. Are you going to start in HR?
2: It doesn't make any sense. Right.
1: So like, what are you doing? It doesn't work that way. No, I understand, you know, having, you know, not knowing what you want to do. There's a difference, but there's there's a difference of that. Like, I'm not sure I want to do sales. You would ask 22 year old Rob Crane, I'd say there's no chance I wanted to sell. So, but when I went to go sell, I was like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. Right. And I take it as I'm going to also experience the entire business and I'm gonna be the put my head down and be the, do the best job that I can and experience the entire business. How I, uh, you know, one of the things, even in the Battle Creek days, was like they need an on field MC, right? I got to experience the between inning promotion side of that. That wasn't selling, right? But I got to experience the between inning, you know, that was the marketing side of it, if you will. But that was a way to experience while you're in there but also keeping your head down and say, look, I got to go sell tickets, right? And I told the story about Marty saying, you haven't sold any tickets. Now you sell tickets or you're going to get your ass out of here. <laughs> so, um, but it allowed me to expand, but also keeping your eye on the prize. You know what I'm saying? So I think you've got to communicate. If you communicated that, it's like, you know, I want to come in. I'm going to be the best damn salesperson. Uh, that you've ever seen, and I'm going to uh, I'm gonna grind my way through, and I'm going to work my ass off to do this, right? And then while you're in there, you say, hey, I saw that, you know, whatever position that was, or can I volunteer for that? I'm going to work most likely going to say, yeah, go for it, man. Or, you know, uh, go for it, like have a good time. And then that's how you get the experience, right? Going to have the lunches with the community person, going to have the lunches with that. Yeah. If that's how you end up going and to do it, that's the right way to go about it. But don't forget why you're there. If it, to get my foot in the door. But also, able, like if
2: if you know you don't want to be in sales and you want to be in social media, and that's you already have established that before you're applying for that role, don't take a ticket sales job. Don't take a corporate sales job. Don't take an activation job. That's not what you want. But I also to do. think
1: too, like, okay, so then take me through this scenario, right? Take me through this scenario. If I'm listening, I'm saying. Well, what the hell, right? There's th- probably, I don't know, just call it 10 ticket sales jobs. There's one social media. Yeah, I wanna, I'm want i going to want to work into the business. But you don't the have to
2: start at the team or the league. Like you can go do social media elsewhere and be qualified to then get a social Not everyone starts their career day one for a team or a league or even in sports long as you're doing something relevant to then qualify you to then make, take the job eventually that makes sense for you, if you're setting yourself up for your story, which we always talk about and your resume is now littered with nothing but irrelevant story to then get qualified for a job in four or five years from now, you're wasting everyone's time, including yourself. That's where I wanted you to go. Like that... go do it something in a different industry. It doesn't matter. Like, you don't have to start day one. In the Paw Sox, Woo Sox, Red Sox, Giants, Devils, whatever, Patriots, go do the relevant experience that's going to be required to you to one day to run the social media account for the Boston Red Sox. Like, not everybody just stays day one and moves their way up and moves around. Like, I can tell you, if you go look in everyone's LinkedIn that works for the Fenway Sports group, they're not in 25 different departments majority people that maybe 20 years ago yes like they've bounced around because that's like the industry has evolved now it's very specific very specialized we've evolved as an industry to the point where we are pretty much run like a corporation right like we're billions of dollar corporations there's people in roles that do their jobs it's still a job it's not like well you know today I'm, i'm done selling tickets so i'm just gonna go over there and work in pr like what you couldn't do again in Google. This is a perfect example. That's not how the world works.
1: I'm gonna go be a coder. Well, today I feel like writing press releases. Can I go do
2: that, boss? What? No. No. Correct. No. No. You you, you cannot. And if go you back to your computer that, and code. <laughs> exactly. So just look, I get it. It's hard. To your point, twenty two year old Rob didn't know what they want to do. That is okay. Right. There's That's a whole okay. bunch
1: of people who don't know what they what they what they want to do.
2: But you if you're gonna go do it, go do it here's like, the other here's here's the other like secret for most people that are young out there listening Ooh, secrets tell me the secret that question never ends like you're still going to change your challenge yourself what do i want to do with my career am i doing the right job <laughs> ain't that, that the truth it comes every couple of years you're like eh, am I, is this really what i'm supposed to be doing like should i should i be looking elsewhere should i be challenged am i learning am i growing is this really what i should be like it that doesn't ever end so like and I, I Alley again. I said, Look, having these <laughs> the Alley podcast. The Alley Pod we should call it that. Having these internal discussions with yourself at twenty one, you're graduating, you had this all mapped out in your head. This is how life's supposed to go. These things don't stop. You and I have these dialogues in our own head regularly. You have yeah, these course. dialogues with other folks. You're gonna have this dialogue again in ten years, in five years, like it's just life changes, priorities change, interests change. You don't need to have it solved at 21. It's going to be that kind of opportunity that's going to come into your, into your mindset. You're going to read job descriptions someday and be like, hmm, that sounds interesting. Maybe I should be doing that instead. Like, so get it out of your mind that you have to have all the answers to, today. That's not possible. You're never going to have all the answers. The only answer you ever know is the day you want to retire. Look, <laughs> I'm done. I'm out. Like there's no more. I'm out of here. Counting
1: down. Put that money in the 401k.
2: Take, yeah, seriously. Take the pressure off. Relax. Set a plan. But when you get your chance and you get a chance to go for it, what you've worked for and you've separated yourself from the pack to get the opportunity, don't waste it on generic like, BS. Bring the leave-behind document. Bring the like passion. Bring the right answers. Bring really poignant questions. Do your research, and then you will absolutely – whether it's with that interview or the next one or the next one, land the role eventually.
1: I also think uh, practice, right? One, you can tell the people who have like maybe practiced an interview than the people who are just coming in and being like...
2: Flying by the seat of the pants? Flying
1: by the seat of their pants. Not that you have to be scripted, because I don't like scripted stuff. Uh, but I would practice. I would practice like a lot. You know, one of the things that I thought was interesting was when we did the interview with... Um, uh, the spikeball Chris yes um spikeball Chris <clears throat> spikeball Chris um how they were how they practiced the uh pitch like uh, you know in that parking lot you know over and over and over and over and over and over and over to over again and made them have a good pitch don't be afraid to n- practice your interview right like if the person helped you get in you know if you got a friend or a colleague or something that helped you get an interview like it would be perfectly okay to be like here's the questions that i'm thinking about asking what do you think i need to hit on and then they can do mock interviews mock interviews are cool we train ticket sales people by doing mock phone calls all the time right of course and
2: practice makes perfect
1: yeah that's a big thing so practice practice that practice that interview it's not weird I can could, I could understand, like, I'm not going to ask them. That's weird, right? I feel uncomfortable. That's weird. Do it. I don't know how else to say it. Do it. Go do it. It's not weird. I can understand why they would be, like, hesit- hesitant to do it, but go do it. My, my it's not mentee, weird.
2: My mentee from UMass Boston asked me to do a mock interview there. He had me ask him questions as if he was apply- – I said, okay, what job are you applying for? He told me the job he's applying for, all hypothetical. We went through a mock interview, and I challenged him and pushed him and pressed him, and he probably – he actually did really well, but at the end of the day, like, there's feedback, pointers that you can give to that person that gets them ready to think about how they're going to answer the questions when they have the, the chance to sit down.
1: When I um, was preparing for my interview to be the uh, – my first interview to be the team president of, the, uh, of Scranton, Marty and I sat down, and I said, <clears throat> what kind of mm, – excuse me, what kind of questions do you think I should ask? He's like, if I were you, these were the questions that I would ask, right? And then you kind of walk through them and say, all right, I can see how I want this conversation to go. And that was extraordinarily helpful.
2: So, you know what, you just you just said a word there that I try and inst- instill into most people is conversation. Yeah. Right? Turn the interview into a conversation, right because that becomes much more palatable for forming that relationship and forming that bond with somebody that if you just become conversationalist versus scripted structured interview
1: yeah right that i i uh i i, I am not a, that drives me crazy uh is like the um um the scripted things you know just as like I have seven questions on my list. I must get through all seven questions. You're not like hearing me.
2: Yeah, you can't. Can you we can't, talk? Like, yeah. So that's also like you also you brought up something too. Like what's that should... song? Can we talk
1: for a minute,
2: girl? What I want is... to know your name. I have no idea what you're singing. Who sings that? I don't. What remember. song is this?
1: I don't. know, Just not. Uh... I'll think about it as we go, but I don't remember. I'm trying what,
2: what's more of the words? A
1: I don't remember. I'll look it up. Hold on. Keep going. Make it a conversation. And I threw you off. That's normal.
2: Yeah. No, so.
1: Now you're like, why in God's name is Rob singing again on the pod
2: again podcast? Uh no, it's 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 comic relief. The uh the questions question. The
1: questions I, Tevin Campbell.
2: Yeah. I have no idea I have no idea who that is. Uh,
1: I wonder when if we that, can.
2: When, when is that from?
1: I don't know. I just I had a friend friends who uh, we listened, uh, heard that song and it was yeah Tevin Campbell. Yeah right. Yeah, t- look look it up YouTube you,
2: you, YouTube Tevin 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 or
1: Tevin Tevin T E V I N Campbell like Campbell Soup. Tevin Campbell. No idea. And then the song's Girl. called. Oh, well, let's see here.
2: Tevin Campbell. All right. No, we're going to Tevin,
1: Tevin Campbell, can we talk for a minute?
2: We're going to derail this right now. What'd you say? We're going to derail this right now. Tevin Campbell.
1: Tevin Campbell, skip ads. Hold on.
2: Do we, are you listening to like Are we, are we double playing this <laughs> Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Tell me that's not a jam.
2: Uh, this, this is like, it feels so 90s. Well, well, it is. Yeah, it just feels
1: '90s. And the video is awesome.
2: Speaking of DMX, bro. DMX. Oh,
1: rest in peace. DMX was awesome.
2: I, lo- I love DMX. Love DMX.
1: DMX was. I've seen DMX in concert. You want? Uh,
2: oh, that must have been a crazy concert.
1: So, <laughs> you want to talk about like a '90s concert? That's. I went to go see DMX, Limp Bizkit, and Godsmack. Mm. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute, Godsmack? Yeah, and... and uh,
2: uh, Wait a minute, that the, crowd must have been... All eclectic, over the board. Eclectic. All
1: over the board. I was in college, like, first year. It must have been 2000, 2001. Where was,
2: where was the concert? Hartford. Oh, that that sounds like a Hartford
1: concert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so DMX, I think DMX led off, Godsmack, and then Limp Bizkit was the headliner.
2: Freddie Durst. Yeah. Wait, Limp Bizkit was the headliner?
1: pretty sure i'm pretty sure limp biscuit was the headliner
2: gotta have faith <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: crazy and uh yeah but dmx definitely let off so i've i've seen uh dmx
2: which is hilarious limp and biscuit he was, was the, at it point. was uh, when we left the concert we were like can dmx just do a show well that's what i'm saying like out of those three limp biscuit is the least talented of all of them
0: like, oh yeah I'm not, the, a, I'm
2: not a huge godsmack fan but they are definitely more talented and longevity wise DMX is way better than Limp Biscuit. Like, from a.
0: Limp gonna, Biscuit!
2: Like, how many Limp Biscuit songs are you going to throw on and, like, listen to still to this day? I don't maybe, know. Maybe don't know. one. It probably brings back memories. Break Stuff and, like. Fade. Nookie? That's like the. Nookie? Faith? The Nookie. Faith. Faith? Break fade? Stuff. Break Stuff. Break Stuff was good. Um, but that was it. Like, but DMX has got, like, a catalog. Yeah, DMX, I
1: mean. Uh, rough Riders, baby. Oh, <laughs> rough Riders anthem is one of the uh, great songs of all Stop. time. Drop. Stop. Drop. Shut them down. Shoot open them up, up. Open shut up, up. Shut.
0: Oh. oh.
2: <laughs> we are <laughs> aging ourselves. Yeah, I'm sorry, but everyone—no, everyone knows DMX. Um, X gonna give it D- to you. DMX so, and my dog's bite. So, this is a great segue. Oh, Jesus! This is a great segue. And this is gonna—this is gonna make sense when I talk about it because okay. X gonna give it to you so your boy got vaccinated this week congratulations power up power up to me got the moderna in my veins um i got my second today oh so you're good to go yeah i've
1: been waiting like, for like if i'm gonna feel like crap or not but, that's tomorrow
2: uh, it's tomorrow
1: yeah so i got it at 11:30 this morning so i'm like waiting like is it gonna be now Is it gonna be
2: dem- anyway hydrate you're invincible you're invincible now you're invincible you got two you got two shots two shots Shot so shot a... shot shot chat, shot chat, shot shots. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's not Limp Bizkit or nope. DMX. That's
0: um, Yep,
2: uh, yep, yep, yep. Party rock anthem, guys. Um, so here's the. Here, so I have one of those. I would call it a Seinfeld moment. <laughs> okay. And I I have this question. I and I put it on my Twitter account. I have, I don't really tweet too often, but like sometimes I have these epiphanies where I'm curious about people. So. As I was looking around, as people were filling out their forms for the for the vaccine, you know you have to fill out whether or not you're allergic to all this other stuff, whatever. And I was just watching all the forms on the table, and you see, there's people who use a check mark to fill the form or an X.
1: I'm an X guy.
2: X. I'm an X guy too, but like check marks seem weird. But <laughs> so here's my thing: like, what makes someone? a check mark person versus an x person and i started looking this up cuz i was curious is it the left brain right brain thing? <laughs> you, you, look, you i would have thought about it for 3 seconds and been like mm. but then there's also the sociopaths who do the circle like oh no, wait know, they circle no like the, in oh, the square? no like and not yes like they'll they'll put like an oh like a circle like a, like a circle like that's their answer so that's like the sociopaths i'm pretty sure <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you should be locked up the key should be thrown away if you're putting a circle inside of the square. <laughs> what was that show? Uh, circle Gets the Square? Circle was... Gets the Square. Hollywood Square. Hollywood Square, yeah. yeah. Um,
2: great show. Great show. <laughs> it was a
1: great show.
2: The, the host was definitely... Was he the same guy that was on like Love Connection? Was I that not know. Chuck, don't know. Chuck, Chuck Woolery or something? Chuck
1: Woolery like, <laughs> took care of like every 80s, 90s uh, random game show of all yeah. time.
2: Yeah. Apparently, he was a huge racist, too. But that's besides... The oh, really? Um, yeah, no bueno. he, he's, he was tweeting some stuff, but anyway. anyway, so, so yeah, so like, I'm So you're an X guy.
1: I'm an X guy. Whoop. whoop. Me yes. too.
2: I'm, I'm an X guy too. Which Check marks I, do this, not
1: make sense to me.
2: So the, so, but then I like people respond like, oh, I'm a che-, So then it's reading it. X's are looking up the, what the meaning behind symbols are. Cause obviously symbolism is a huge thing majority it says X people are typically pessimists huh. and
1: check marks are more optimist yes <clears throat> don't you hate because those blanket
2: statements I, I I do but like I'm think I'm thinking about like am I pessimistic? Like, (laughs) so just because you uh, mark a box with an
1: X or a check makes no difference if you are an optimist or a pessimist. So so that's ridiculous.
2: So take out. So take out Scantron, not Scantron, but say it's an. Say it's a oval shaped, like. If it's an oval shaped one, don't you have to like fill them in? So now, now would you fill it in, or would you put an X over, or would you circle it? Like the oval ones. Not a, not a scantron, not not test taking. Take forget scantrons, but like there's like a yes and a no, and there's like there's a circle next to it. Would you fill it that was in? If a
1: circle, I would probably fill it in.
2: You'd fill each one in. I but, or think you, if I know which one
1: you're talking about, yes, I think I would fill it in.
2: And versus just put like an X
1: through it. I
2: think so. It what matters. You ever use a, do you ever use a check mark for anything? No. I feel like I do, but I can't remember what. Where I don't know, like completed so if, so if it's a little square box i'm like thinking do square i square box is an x the oval
1: makes a big difference to me
2: okay but like the big square i'm definitely an x i know that for a fact i'm like B-b-b-b-. i feel like it's faster i also like think that's like quicker to go with than a check mark I well don't it's know probably
1: that's probably wrong right because you've got to make one and then lift your pen or pencil and then do another check is Keeping your pen on the paper the entire time. I know, time. in so my that mind, say, that sounds more efficient, right? I'm literally I'm... making checks and X's with my finger <laughs> yeah, on my too. desk. Oh,
2: but my it fears. got me thinking. I'm this like, is going to help your sports business career, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I was just more curious if you're out there, if you're a check X, marker, an X, X marks X, X X marks a spot. X, yeah, um, X, X going to give it to you. So that was my segue. It was a perfect segue. I told remember I said remind me about boxes and X like that's the one. Remind me about check marks. Yes, X. The other thing my wife reminded me of, so she took my son and daughter to Kimball's farm today, which is a what I would call not really a farm. It's got batting cages and ice cream and farm doesn't have any of those. There's a farm no has
1: milk. cows and horses yeah, and fields. Does not I mean, have, honestly, the, first thing, the first thing that a farm doesn't have is a batting cage. <laughs> and that was the first <laughs> thing that you said. Farms don't have batting cages.
2: <laughs> I'm pretty sure <laughs> there's no animals there. But it's called Kimball's Farm. Um, and, they, and the
1: first thing that they said was batting cages. And what was the
2: next thing that you said? <laughs> uh, like there's boat bumper cars. This or... is not a farm. <laughs> it's, it's legit. You ever like been on a the... farm? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> this is not a farm (laughs) there might be animals i'm not sure anyway my son they sound
1: pretty down the list if you went bad occasion bumper (laughs) my guess
2: is they get a huge tax break and they call it a farm quote unquote because like oh yeah look at all this land it's farmland anyway so he was he went he went golfing on the the a
1: farm yeah this is definitely not a farm
2: (laughs) it's a driving range yeah (laughs) It's
1: called a Fun Center, right? Like, you're driving down there, it's like, oh, know. there's the Valenti like, Fun Center. No, Look, I've, they've got batting cages and bumper boats and mini golf. Place. Right, that's a Fun Center. Kimble
2: Farm Ice Cream. It's called Kimble Farm. You didn't even I'm, name ice cream in any of them. No, there's ice cream, too. There's well, they got, Ice, ice cream. is not hard, Dad. Kimble Farm. Anyway... 80 Kid. years baby 80 years um, 80 years and they've been a fun center for all during, of them. during Westford Mess 50 acres of fun yeah see fun. so that's the only
1: it's like oh yeah we got lots of land so we're gonna call it a farm lots of land they're gonna get um, farm tax credits or something honestly, like that
2: that's what I was saying I don't even know if there's animals I really don't but regardless he's gonna be better at golf than me in pretty much 5 minutes he's got a he started t-ball he started playing t-ball 2, two weeks ago playing with like 7 year olds he's not even 5 yet I guess and this is proud dad moment kid the kid so here's what i here's my assessment of my son's athleticism if he if zach wants to be good at sports he can but he's also doing the like almost he's not there's no fielding it like he's almost doing like the right field Lions, but the, in the new kid version of like he's blowing shit up in his mind yeah, like right. superhero type <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like, He's like, like, Zach, no, 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 you need to hit the ball now. But when he, like, focuses, he's, like, good. And his swing and the golf, like, today, like, Richard sent me some videos, like, he's hitting it, like, 50 yards. I'm like, he's four years old. He's
1: like, uh, how about Hideki Matsuyama?
2: Yeah. Master's champion.
1: That, like, is a – they call him the second most popular athlete in Japan. Behind Ichiro? Uh, No, active, I guess, I would say. Uh, So, Shohei Otani. By the way, uh, maybe the best baseball player I've ever seen in my life. Oh, Otani! Oh, Otani yeah. is insane.
2: Yeah, he's both, he's he plays both. He throws a hundred
1: and one, and he's a modern day Ruth. Bombs. So I watched him. I don't know. They were on ESPN. I don't call a couple of weeks ago. I watched him pitch. He had a hundred and one in the first. Batted second or third. He hit a home run. And
2: hit a home run, and it was yeah. a bomb. Yeah, bomb. He hits bombs. And I was like. Who is this, this guy? Because yeah, he was he, hurt all last year, right? And, he hit Tommy John, yeah.
1: And then he's thrown 101 and it hits Jack's bombs. He might be the most valuable player in baseball. I, I, right. And they have uh, Mike Trout on that. I always say, I, if those guys, this is why the, I think the Red Sox and Yankees were and why baseball was so popular. I'm going to go on my little soapbox here. All of the best players... Played in Boston and New York. Derek yes. Jeter wouldn't be Derek Jeter if he didn't play for the Yankees.
2: Oh yeah, that I mean that's 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 for sure. And the,
1: and the you know Mike Trout, if Mike Trout played for the Phillies, the Yankees, uh, the Mets, the Red Sox, somewhere in over this the Northeast,
2: way,
1: yeah. Mike Trout would be the biggest star in sports, maybe. Probably, right.
2: Probably, yeah. And but he's in, instead, he, he's, in a, he's in a city. He's in a city that doesn't doesn't care. care about the angels. Doesn't care about the
1: angels, right? They love them, uh, the Dodgers, right? They love. But the no Dodgers. matter what, even at, uh, Mookie going to the to the Dodgers. Most of the people can't watch the game. I f- forget what it is. Is like forty eight percent of the country. I think is on Eastern Time Zone.
2: That makes sense. Yeah.
1: Right. So no one's watching those games. I know. No, it's... But you know what's weird? And this is what I try to... If I was baseball, I would put Shohei Otani, because he's going to be paired up with Mike Trout, on ESPN, Fox, whatever other
2: stations they are on, anytime that I could. Yeah, but so let me ask you this. Because our generation, there wasn't internet. There wasn't... There was barely even cable, like, to watch all these games that you can watch how was Griffey, Griffey? right cuz he was playing in uh cuz he, was, he was, was the coolest
1: guy yeah, but ever we,
2: but but you could like when did we see him
1: by the way shout out to um blue wire they've got a nice griffy uh podcast podcast going on. yep um the he was the coolest guy ever the backwards hat the backwards hat the Swing. The swing is the prettiest thing of ever. The his best first bit. at
2: bat ever, he hit a home run with the right. And,
1: and uh, him and his dad hit home runs in the same game.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I remember vividly uh, it, when it, he was in the all star game in the home run derby at uh, in Camping Baltimore yards. and yeah. and hit it off the hitting, building,
2: hit off the warehouse. Mm. Yeah.
1: And then he came out to the he turned his hat around and he's playing Return of the Mac." Do you remember that song? Oh, yeah. yeah. Return of the Mack. Yeah, we've hit some jams so far in this <laughs> uh, in this podcast. But anyway, he was the coolest guy ever. And but was he was also during that time and say like the early to mid 90s, there was nothing. Nothing better than uh sports Center. <laughs> Right, and they would just play highlights. <laughs> nice job. They, uh, but there's nothing better than SportsCenter, and they would just play these highlights. So you would be able to see Griffey climb a wall, yep. hit a home run, though you didn't watch the games. And now SportsCenter is not highlights at all, right? It's all talking heads and sports, but basically yeah, so that's, sports yeah, talk yeah, radio. It's
2: really funny because, like, that's where we saw Griffey was sport center. Sports and Randy center. Johnson, Randy Johnson was was Sports center. Exactly.
1: And that's what made them. Um, so that's why and then Griffey became the coolest guy ever during some of the All-Star game stuff and like
2: One of the best Super Nintendo games of all time too, Ken Griffey Jr. baseball. So good. I have it over I have it right over there. It's fantastic. It's timeless. When Come on you get out, a- we'll place- We'll come up. I'll be in, in
1: two weeks. Two weeks. It get, uh, it gets fully vaccinated after. It's Rachel got to...
2: has her. Rachel'll be fully vaccinated next week. I'm in three weeks. We yeah, Amy.
1: Amy's fully vaccinated uh, at the end of the month. We can actually hang out. We could do that at dinner.
2: We can fu- we can come on my patio. We'll turn on the fire table and we'll 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 record a podcast live from our backyard. That'd be a good idea. Our wives will love that. Um, <laughs> I probably actually we're, would. We're over an hour right now, bro. Just, uh, we've been talking we literally so again,
1: behind the scenes behind the scenes we we're, said we're, we have one topic tonight <laughs> and we're like ah we'll figure it out and uh it's like again, I we're gonna go back
2: to we're gonna end this with ally because she told me why she likes our podcast is that it doesn't seem like it's scripted i go Allie, you, <laughs> you are... have no idea there's no not idea. one
1: thing in here scripted we try um, to like maybe hit two or three four topics. or five topics It's all natural for
2: sure. There is absolutely no pretending on this broadcast or scripting on this podcast. Yeah, we do get Alina. We do have our CMO keep us in check every once in a while. I did notice. uh, I
1: think Alina updated her uh, LinkedIn today that said something about she didn't give herself as high of a title as she should. But uh, (laughs) anyway,
2: well, Uh, Alina uh, does a good job. Alina does a great job. She keeps us in line. She's our boss. She's um, our boss. One of our fifteen bosses. That what we what did have. she
1: say? Digital. Oh, what title did she? Ah, uh, demon. it. Uh, Alina said she is the digital marketing intern for front office features, or also known as chief uh, marketing officer. Chief marketing officer.
2: All right. I think you got work to do. I, I got, got work um, to do. I got lots of stuff to do. But anyway. I gotta go find. I gotta go find the owl across the street. See what it's killing right now. There is. Hold, the, hold on. What? Oh, I thought I told you about Owlgate. Owlgate? No, I do not know about
0: Owlgate.
2: There's owls, like baby owls, like massive gray, 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 gray-horned gray, great owls who are... That's what you would see in a farm. They're No. They not batting cages. This is suburbia life. Literally, there's consistent groups of people coming to see said owls in the tree across the street from my house. Because there's babies, and when I say babies, they're the size of cats. And then the mama, the mom, the mom's wingspan is five feet. Five oh feet. my god! It's Massive, and it's just murdering. Literally, like there's carcasses of rabbits across the street. Like it's literally just tearing apart the neighborhood because <laughs> it's feeding its babies with like Hopefully. other animals. Yeah, don't have small dogs or little cats. Right? I'll send you. I'll send you a picture of like the baby, like just death stare. It's. it's and they sleep
1: cool. during the day. But But you could go
2: see these great horned owls in a farm. You could come also to my house, (laughs) these great horned owls. Um, Do you have a batting cage at your farm? I could put a batting cage in my side yard. Uh, Not not quite a farm, though. I don't live on a farm. I'm not far from a farm, though. There's farms in Natick. There's definitely farms. All All right. Talked enough.
1: I hope something, I hope 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 people got something out of it. There is a
2: technical difficulty in this episode, so hopefully you can mesh this together and it doesn't like sound completely off. We'll see.
1: No, no, I I have no skill. But anyway, we'll figure it out. All right, I'll talk to you later.
2: Later.